You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Well, hello, dear friends, and welcome again. Today you are going to be blessed by the preaching of the word of the Lord. So this is a good time for you to call a neighbor, call a friend, and let them know that the New Day of Hope broadcast is on the air. Stay tuned for more. I'm so excited to come before you yet another time. The scripture portion for today is coming from Psalms 112 and verse 1. It says, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who fears the Lord with awesome inspired reverence and worship him with obedience who delights greatly in his commands. And I was reading to you from the Amplify version. You know, we all want to live blessed lives and experience the promises and blessings of God. We want to live lives where we are free from sickness and disease, where our relationship, our relationships are thriving. Money is not a problem. Our bills are paid and we are blessing others. But somewhere along the line, many Christians struggle with how to take hold of these blessings. In the Bible, God gives us the key over and over again to unlock his blessings. That key is to delight yourself in the Lord. If you're waiting for God to bless you, I'm going to share with you six keys to delight yourself in the Lord that will help you to live the blessed life. And the subject for today is how to live the blessed life. The first key is you must realize that God is the source of all blessing. You see, you and I may go on the job. We have an employer, but he is not the source. God is the source of everything. You see, our God is not like Santa Claus who comes down in the chimney, which we know is not true, and leaves you exactly what you want under the tree. He is not a genie in a bottle who appears at some chance to grant you three wishes. No, 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 he's not like that. God is so much more. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the one who was, who is, and who is to come. That's Revelation 1 and verse 8. He is the source from whom all things, including you, were created. Genesis 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Hebrew translation of that verse is, In the beginning, the blessed one created the heavens and the earth. See, God is the blesser and blessing originated from him. Every good and perfect gift is from him. James 1 verse 7. He is better than Santa Claus. He's better than that genie in a bottle. It's better than you say, you know, wishing on a star or going your own way. God has a blessing plan for you to experience everything he promises because he is a man that does not go back on his word. He cannot lie. Whatever he says, that's what he will do. 
He says that he is your healer. He is your deliverer. He is your provider. And we all have experienced the promises of God. We can rely on his promises. Praise God. Key number two is that you must realize that the choice to be blessed is yours. You have the choice. In Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, it says, Today, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven to witness the choice you make, or that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You see, God tells us in this scripture that he has called heaven and earth as witnesses, and he has set before us two choices, blessings or cursing, life or death. If we choose life, we will be blessed and we will live. So we have a choice. We are free moral agent. That's why he says that whosoever believed in me shall not perish. He gave us that choice. He didn't force us to accept him. We have a choice whether or not we will accept him as our Lord and as our Savior. So do you want to be blessed and live? Or do you want to be cursed and die? Of course, we want to be blessed and live. There is no person alive who would say they want to be cursed and die. No, no one. If this is the case, we have to ask, why aren't there more people living blessed life? Well, that's because you have to choose. God can't do it for you. Your spouse can't do it for you. Your parents can't do it for you. And you don't get to sit this one out and expect to be blessed. No, you can't say, well, I haven't made up my mind about God or that command as yet. I'll make my decision later. You don't get to sit this one out and say, I will make my decision later after I've had all my fun. No, not choosing life and blessing is the same as choosing death and cursing. So if you haven't chosen life, you aren't experiencing the fullness of abundant blessing that God has promised you. So how do you choose life and blessing? You choose by making a conscious decision to honor God and obey his commands. You choose to delight in him and in his ways. You choose Psalms 112 and verse 1. That is the key to unlock the blessing of God in your life. Praise God. Key number three says that you must realize that fearing the Lord leads to blessing. You see, it can be confusing to read an encouragement to fear the Lord. In the scripture, it is listed about 365 times throughout the Bible about fearing the Lord. And when we mention the word fear, it doesn't mean to be afraid of him or you're in fear, you have anxiety or it's such a terrible thing. Oh, I'm scared. No, that's not it. The word fear means to reverence him, to worship him. You are in awe of him. That's the type of fear we are talking about. You delight greatly in the Lord. God promises that you will be blessed when you reverence him, when you worship and obey him. He doesn't want you quaking in fear at the thought of him or expecting any effects from interacting with him. No, he simply wants you to recognize who he is, the creator of the universe, the alpha and the omega and your heavenly father. So we must be in reverence. 
We must be in awe of him. Praise God. You worship a loving father. So if he's a loving God, there is no need to be afraid of him. Amen. Key number four is that you must realize that delighting in his commandments leads to blessing. Often when we think of God's commandment, we immediately think about the big 10 or the one Moses brought down from Mount Sinai. But God's commandments aren't limited to those. In fact, there are hundreds of commands in the Old Testament alone. God made a covenant with his people. Thankfully, Jesus showed God's people another way, a way beyond obedience and a way into relationship. In Matthew 22, 37 to 40, Jesus summed it up in one word, love. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Loving God wholeheartedly and loving others is your number one command. When you endeavor to keep the command of God with a pure motive, you are delighting in God's command. But as we go back and consider Psalms 112 and verse 1, let's look beyond the letter of God's word and reflect on its spirit. This verse and every verse addressing the gratitude for and faithfulness to God's command. It should reflect a deeper calling to treasure his word. That's why 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 says that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. That's what the scripture does. We don't have to walk around wondering whether or not we are blessed. God gave us his word to help us understand him and his ways and to assist us in living lives that reflect our salvation. So we have the word of God that we can go to when we don't understand anything. We can turn to the word of God. Amen. And key number five is that you must realize that God's commands are there to bless us. His commands are there to bless us. The whole purpose of God's commands or God's commandment is to set you up for the blessing and prevent you from cursing that lead to death. Parents gave their children instructions that will prevent them from hurting themselves when they don't know any better. God gives us instructions to keep us from getting hurt in this life. And he does it for one reason and one reason only because he loves us and he loves us so much. That's why he gave his only son. We're going to keep referring back to Psalms 112 verse 1. Do you delight in the Lord's command? If his commands are burdensome, it's probably because you have understood just how much he already loves you. I know God loves me. I have a relationship with him. But when you have trusted Christ, you will know without a doubt that he loves you. If you haven't trusted him, 
you can do so, so you can experience the love of God. When you really believe from your heart that God loves you with a deep, passionate love, you will understand that his commands are given to you out of that love. You will delight yourself in them because you trust God's love for you. You know that he's not holding back or trying to punish you, but instead his commands will lead you to abundant life, protection from evil, and blessing. Have you ever been in love? I'm sure you probably have been in love with someone. What do you do? You always look out for that person. You want the best for that individual. That's the same thing with our God. He wants his best for us. And that's why he gave us his commandments. So when you and I read his commandments, in other words, read his love letter to us. He gave us 66 books. When we read them, it tells us how much he loves and cares for us. He said he loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. His love can never change. He has that unconditional love for you and for me. Praise God. So the last key is you must realize that God loves you and wants you blessed. God loves you so much and he desires an intimate relationship with you. First John 4 verse 19 reminds us that we love each other because he first loved us. It is only out of that love, God's love, that his blessings are possible. In fact, God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. You are so important to God that he sent Jesus to ensure that you have the choice to live in relationship with him forever and be blessed. Love. Love made him go to that cross. Love made him endure such cruel death. But in spite of what he went through, it was love. Love conquers everything. God wants you to delight in him so that the blessing will overtake you. If you are not experiencing God's blessing, you need to meditate on these six keys that I give you. Seek the Lord and ask him to give you revelation. Delight yourself in the Lord's commands. It's easy when you understand just how much the Lord truly loves you. When you realize his eternal love for you, you can't help but delight in him and his word. As you do, his commands won't be burdensome and you will experience great peace and joy as a result of choosing life and blessing. So be patient and diligent to fight the good fight of faith and the blessing of the Lord will soon overtake you. Seek after God, obey his commandments and you will be blessed. Praise God. I trust you were blessed and inspired by today's word. And you know, we never close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Today can be a great day if you only trust him as Savior and Lord. Because the Bible says, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Father God, we just want to pray right now for that person who has never trusted you as Savior of their life. 
that they will come to a saving knowledge and that they will recognize that they are a sinner and that they need you in these last and closing days. God, you say that they must acknowledge their sinner and then they believe in their heart that you raised Jesus from the dead and they must confess with their mouth. And Lord, you say that they will be saved. So I thank you for saving them right now. And those who have trusted you, you will continue to strengthen them in the faith. Build them up, O oh God, where they might be weak. We praise you and we give you all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And as we close today, we just want to thank you for listening to New Day of Hope podcast with Galenis and Helena Langley. We hope it has been a blessing to you. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please subscribe and share it with others. You can also email us at newdayofhopepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdayofhopepodcast at gmail.com. And remember that God loves you.